0: Welcome to the Monday Morning Memory Wipe, I'm your host Craig Price, and it's time to comb through the clutter and identify what you need to know so you can delete the rest and start your week with a clean slate. Before we start, let me remind you to subscribe to the YouTube playlist at Stolen Droids, click the bell for notifications, and follow Memory Wipe on Twitter. Also, if you have something to say, contribute, or just to drop a happy note, we're morningmemorywipe at gmail.com. Now let's get to priority one. Memorial Day weekend is upon us, and more and more people are venturing out into the increasingly vaccinated world. Netflix is hoping a few of us will still stay home for just a bit more time, meaning a bit more Netflixing, and if you're lucky, a bit more chilling. To help out, the streaming services announced a new week-long virtual event, Geeked Week, where it will share information about upcoming titles like The Witcher, The Sandman, Lucifer, and more. During Geeked Week, Netflix says you can expect to see a wide variety of exclusive news, new trailers, live art, drop-ins from your favorite stars, and much more. Geeked Week is taking place next week from June 7th to the 11th, and we'll be sure to update you with all the goodies on next week's show. Other specials were announced last week, including a viewing party of the original Space Jam with the Teen Titans riffing along MST3K style. Astonished to discover his fellow Titans have never seen Space Jam, Cyborg organizes an exclusive watch party. Of course, if the Titans are watching a movie, don't expect Silence to be golden. Raven and Starfire provide the commentary, Cyborg presents the fun facts, Beast Boy points out the butt shots, and Robin, well, Robin doesn't trust their new alien friends. Are the Nerdlucks here to attend an innocent watch party, or do they have more sinister motives up their sleeves? Find out when the special 80 Minutes movie airs on Cartoon Network June 20th, ahead of its digital release on July 27th. With Space Jam A New Legacy arriving in theaters and HBO Max on July 16th. And not to be outdone, the CW announced Bebo Saves Christmas, an animated Christmas special based on the recurring fuzzy blue toy turned furry blue god from DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Warner Brothers Animation is behind the special, which arrives around the holidays, and features the return of Ben Diskin as the voice of Bebo, and Professor Stein himself, Victor Garber, returning to the series as the special's narrator. The special also stars Chris Kattan as the voice of efficiency obsessed Elf Sprinkles, Community's Yvette Nicole Brown as the voice of Turbo, and Ernie Hudson as the voice of Santa Claus. The network has also ordered an animated spoof of TV cast reunions with the Scooby-Doo reunion special in which the Mystery Incorporated gang reminisce about their favorite cases. No news of Scrappy will be out of rehab in time for the special. In our comings and goings... coming? Danny Guerrera has been confirmed to be in the Black Panther sequel, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is set to begin its production sometime this year in Atlanta. And it was also announced that she would be starring in Ryan Coogler's Black Panther spinoff for Disney+, Plus, which is being described as an origin series. If Kugler and Guerrero are involved, expect it to be something to really look forward to. But Marvel wasn't done their casting announcements as they confirmed the worst-held secret in Hollywood, that A-lister Oscar Isaac is Moon Knight. Tweeting out, we are Moon Knight, the we being the fact that Isaac's character, elite soldier and mercenary Mark Spector has multiple distinctive personalities, which he develops after he becomes the embodiment of Khonshu, the Egyptian god of the moon. This will be Isaac's second attempt at a Marvel character as he was the villain Apocalypse in 20th Century Fox's dismal X-Men Apocalypse movie, but this will be his first project with Marvel Studios and the steady hand of Kevin Feige. Another former Marvel alum has been cast in what they call Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters movies, something not to be confused with the MCU. Aaron Taylor-Johnson, aka the MCU's Quicksilver, will be Sergey Kravinoff, also known as Kraven the Hunter, one of Spider-Man's most iconic villains. But Tom Holland fans beware, Kraven is expected to be in his own movie without the web wonder. No plot has been revealed, but Craven the Hunter is scheduled to be in theaters on January 13, 2023, as the fourth Universe of Marvel character movie following the two Venom movies and the Jared Leto starring Morbius. When you think back to your youth, don't you wish you could be a cooler, better-looking version of yourself? Apparently so does Steven Spielberg, who casts Gabriel LaBelle playing the young aspiring filmmaker at the center of Spielberg's upcoming film, which is loosely based on his own childhood. Michelle Williams is already set playing a role inspired by Spielberg's mother, while Seth Rogen is aboard to play his favorite uncle. Co-written and directed by the legend, look for this cinematic therapy session to hit theaters sometime in 2022. And finally, to urge people back into theaters, a slew of trailers dropped this week. Marvel's The Eternals kicked off, causing everyone to wonder, where were they when this Endgame stuff was happening? Apparently, an unexpected tragedy following the events of Avengers Endgames caused The Eternals, an immortal alien race created by the Celestials who have secretly lived on Earth for over 7,000 years, to reunite to protect humanity from the evil counterparts, the Deviants. I guess being stuck home during COVID where time seemed to stop some days has hit Hollywood hard as several time-twisting movies are coming soon. Amazon Prime dropped a trailer for their exclusive The Tomorrow War, with Chris Pratt playing a soldier recruited by future humans to fight an alien invasion. Another time-bending movie, Infinite has Mark Wahlberg playing a man discovering that his hallucinations are actually visions from the past. Late Night in Soho, from director Edgar Wright, has a young woman with a passion for fashion design and a strange sixth played by Jojo Rabbit's Thomas and Mackenzie, transported back in time to 1966 London in the body of her idol, a singer named Sandy, played by Anna Taylor-Joy. While she's in Sandy's body, she enters into a romantic relationship, but the city in the 1960s is not what it appears to be, and the past and present seem to fall apart with shady and horrifying consequences. And who can think about past lives when you're living yours all in one day? M. Night Shyamalan's latest creep fest is about a family on a tropical holiday who discovered that the secluded beach where they're relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day. And if you're a bit tired of time traveling, well, Gunpowder Milkshakes trailer shows a secret sisterhood of female assassins over the course of a single night fighting to stop a cycle of violence while coming to the aid of a mother-daughter assassin duo. Karen Gillian kicking butt? Yes, please. We'll be right back. We honor the fallen in a day after Memorial Day edition of Cast Off as of Geek co-host Patrick Beatty and Chaz Evans recast the Spielberg classic Saving Private Ryan this Tuesday, June 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to head over to matineeheroes.com castoff to find your favorite video stream. When life's problems are too big for one person, you can't be afraid to ask for help, which is why we're calling Tech Support <laughs> From the Cult 45 podcast and the season one winner of Matinee Heroes presents cast off, Random Randy Savage. And from the popular mm-hmm. Stolen Droids podcast, Movies That Make Us. And you can hear him in June on two special Lord of the Rings episodes on Matinee Heroes. Tracy Mangum. Gentlemen, how are you? Hello. Good, I'm doing, doing good. This right. All right. Well, the last two weeks, there's been a lot of mergers in the news, whether it be Warner Media or Amazon buying MGM. And a lot of those mergers include streaming services, which begs the question, do we really need physical media physical media anymore? So I'll start with you, Randy. Randy, physical media, is it something that is just filling up your house or do you even buy it anymore?
1: I honestly don't buy physical media anymore. Um, I was told back in 2009 by my film um, teachers that... Um, Physical media is dead, and it, it will. And if it's not dead, it's dying. And that was in two thousand nine. So and now, and that was before we had another six more streaming networks that showed up out of nowhere. It was just like, <laughs> like there wasn't even an HBO Max. There was what HBO Go, right? Around back then, back in the before four times. Listen to but, you. Um,
0: you sound like it's been a hundred years. It's really been like three. Been a hundred years. My beard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, uh, yeah, it just, it's, it's nostalgia now. I'm sure it'll be, there'll be a re, like a re resurgence later in life when we start collecting DVDs, like, you know, vinyl, but beyond that, I don't see like physical media being something that's going to last forever. And I, I, you know, I think economically it was probably better. It's like they could sell us ones and zeros faster than they
2: could sell us discs. So,
0: well, Tracy, what do you think about this physical media versus uh, digital media?
2: I agree with Randy. I haven't purchased any physical media, be music or movies um, in years. I still will buy physical media and books. I I don't like reading online as much, Um, but there's so much streaming out there. It's, It's like being able to go to multiple video stores, but from the convenience of your own home. You know, I used to work in a video store, so being able to browse titles, find things that I want. Maybe it's not on this network, but it's on the other one. Um, worst comes to worst, I can go to the Apple store, or Amazon prime and rent just about anything. Um, it, it's a really expansive time to, um, for film knowledge. And so I, I don't really see the need for it. I mean, when it comes to the quality, sure. If I want to be a, like Randy said, a, a, a vinyl person, yeah. and I want to talk about the quality and the 4k and the, and the purest form, then sure. But otherwise, nah.
0: So I'm going to ask you or
2: this.
1: The Like movies and stuff like that. Stuff you can't find anywhere else but physical copies. That would be the only reason to keep it. Right.
0: Well, I'm going to ask you this because, Randy, you live in Houston, which has been known to uh, go underwater and be without power or at least without internet for a while. And, Tracy, you're in Utah, one of the most connected states in the union, but also snowstorms and things like that. So while the power may stay on, sometimes the internet goes out. Does that – ever come into a factor of physical media for you, especially Randy, because you're in uh, you were out without power for two weeks or it was flickering on and off. Did you ever just try to have a like a little battery powered DVD player and watch your movies?
1: I had my battery powered laptop and ended up watching this streaming digital content on my laptop. So you're um, still able to get <laughs> internet, <huh>? tenant? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. I had... I had, See, he's, he says buy things sometimes, but uh, I didn't <laughs> buy everything all at once. Sometimes I just borrowed things. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. But (laughs) um, some, you know, I had a bunch of I have I have three hard drives filled with movies and a lot of those movies I've never seen before. So I was I was well prepared for the oncoming storm. But like I said, I'm not I don't think I don't think digital media or physical media is going to disappear completely. It's just something that we're just gonna have to phase out, like VHS. Yeah. Like, there's gonna be something. There's gonna be a a time where we're gonna see a a giant bin at like half price, or uh, we're already seeing it. Walmart
0: already seeing the uh, three ninety nine. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like like eighteen copies of Poseidon or uh, (laughs) Stardust or or Indiana
0: Jones and the Crystal Skull, which I saw just recently in the Target. Like eighteen hundred
1: copies of that. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, I just like, and I used to work at Hollywood Video too and I was like those we had hundreds and hundreds of DVDs and I when they, when that store when that whole company shut down I took three boxes each 100 DVDs each and sold them right. for like $50.
0: Well, <laughs> uh Randy, I do want to thank you for turning this this particular podcast today into evidence. I really appreciate that. So, uh <laughs> because I'm sure I'm going it's to have... fine. we
1: already settled out of court. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're going to move on to our next money. topic, and that is...
1: Uh... I couldn't afford the lawyers anymore. So.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to move on to J.J. Abrams. He's been heralded as a visionary, but is he really just Steven Spielberg-Lite? He's been placed on a wide variety of franchises, Star Wars, Star Trek. Uh, he's going to be in charge of a lot of the DC, but he also simply rehashes old ideas. He he came up with the mystery box technique, which has become the norm for movies. But the problem with the mystery box is that it's often empty and he never, he never sticks the landing. So I'll ask you, Tracy. J.J. J. Abrams, hero or villain?
2: Uh, I, I, if I happen to lean one way or the other, I'd lean towards villain. Um, he, he's a He seems like a nice guy from everything I've heard. He's a decent person. He comes up with interesting ideas, but the problem is, is he doesn't execute. Um, He's really, really good at casting, really good at casting, Um, kind of like Zack Snyder in that way. But his films, like you said, they or TV shows, they just tend to not stick the landing. It's almost like he gets bored partway through a project and then jumps and goes on to something else.
0: He's like Zack Snyder. And he just recently came out. He's like Zack Snyder. He's like Zack Snyder without the visual ability. Um, you know, Zack right. Snyder, at least Zack Snyder can make things look different, whether you like them or not. They're different. But That's with J.J. Abrams, he makes them look like lens flares and shaky camera. That's it. Mm-hmm. And drowning right. women. <laughs> OK, Randy, like a you- lot of his
1: stuff includes drowning women. I'm just just saying, tell me one episode of Fringe that did not have her just drowning in a tub somewhere. I know. <laughs>
0: Quentin Tarantino, and then, be...
1: like Alice Eve in Star Trek, giant tub. I was like, "This is weird." Alias, I know for sure she got waterboarded at least three times. So Ray in that giant water thing, I was like, "Of course this is Abrams. This has to be some some kind of executive. She has to get wet somewhere." And I was like, "All right, Abrams,
0: calm down." So what do you think, Randy? Is he a hero or is he a villain?
1: I was gonna go at NPC. Uh, because <laughs> uh, hero or villain he has to stand for something they have to stand they have to have some kind of like uh some like moral right or wrong or some 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 kind of purpose or goal or like you know i want to do this but abrams is like the uh he's the fast food of directing like you're gonna get something but it ain't gonna be great you're gonna get you know it's just like you might the go you like sometimes you just like we just need to make a movie we don't care what it has to say anything about we don't have any kind of vision towards it we just need someone to make something and he's like yeah i can do that i can i can flip burgers and make movies and it's like oh okay cool but you know and then we get it it's like oh these are things from our childhood that we have emotional attachment to it's like no it's a hamburger i made the (laughs) hamburger here and it's like um yeah that's that's something but it's not what we're used it's not grandma it's not grandma's you know, famous dish, that's just a burger. Like, I know, right? It's like, um we we can't get excited about McDonald's. Well <laughs> what are you doing? Well he really
2: But occasionally McDonald's hits the bill. Yeah. yeah. But here's yeah. the problem but I you had get is that...
0: shit when you, you know, eat with McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the problem I have with JJ is that he recently came out and finally said, Well, maybe we should have had a plan for the Star Wars trilogy, which was the stupidest thing i've ever heard anybody say not that we should have had a plan is that they didn't and now he thinks they should they should have always had a plan even if it was an outline even if it was just just a bare bones so that's why in my opinion i think he is an overrated villain as far as the movies go and now that he's in charge of dc and doing a lot of their because he's going to have a huge footprint on all their dc uh properties from now on i think we're going to have a lot of the old stuff Rehashed. I think we're going to see a lot of Superman Returns kind of situation where they purposely make Brandon Routh act like Christopher Reeves, which was – I understand what they were trying to do, but come on. Go with something new.
1: Wasn't Lois Lane drowning in that, ship, in that movie too, right?
0: <laughs> well, that was Brian Singer, so I, if it was, that was coincidence. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, that was a good
0: news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you're starting to see drowning women everywhere. There's just everywhere you look, there's people drowning. Because I am. You live and in it's Houston, terrible. so you just, you just assume everybody's drowning.
1: But, That's what it was. With all the flooding. <laughs> I, got, I have flashbacks about the flooding.
0: But, gentlemen, That's why I live in the mountains. Gentlemen, uh, thanks for taking time out of your Memorial Day weekend to join me. I certainly appreciate it, and we'll definitely talk to you again soon. Last week has come and gone, and tomorrow is just another day, but let us look forward as we optimize the week ahead. Today is May 31st, Memorial Day, a day of honoring and mourning the military personnel who have died in the performance of their military duties while serving in the United States Armed Forces. Sure, we have the day off, there's sales everywhere, and most of you are heading to a pool or a beach, but please, be sure to take some time to honor those that have sacrificed their lives so you can enjoy it. Birthdays include Hollywood legend, tough guy, and the former mayor of Carmel, California, Clint Eastwood. Back to the future MILF, but no, not for you, Marty. The timeless Leah Thompson celebrates a birthday and hunk Colin Farrell. The Penguin in the new Batman movie due out in 2022 celebrates taking another job away from a regular ugly fat actor. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate that. Tuesday, June 1st is National Barefoot Day, or as my dad calls it. Put on some shoes, you damn hippies. Happy birthday to Spider-Man's Tom Holland and the voice of God himself, Morgan Freeman. Wednesday, June 2nd is I Love My Dentist Day, which is in no way created by lonely dentists who have been socially and professionally shunned by non-dentists since ad infinitum. Celebrity birthdays are dentist-loving Aquafina, super-nerd Justin Long, Tony Stark's original dad, Dominic Cooper, and Spock's Bad Batch clone, Zachary Quinto. Thursday, June 3rd is National Moonshine Day. Take a swig of distilled spirits made by the most reputably hygienic people in America, hillbillies. Just be careful what you drink because moonshine can cause blindness, brain damage, and sometimes death. Bottoms up. This might explain birthday boy Anderson Cooper's mental state most New Year's Eve. Friday, June 4th is Hug an Atheist Day and Hug a Cat Day. Coincidence? I don't think so. Birthday greetings to Marvel's The Eternal star Angelina Jolie and TV's penguin Robin Lord Taylor. Premiering on Apple Plus TV is the miniseries Lisey's Story, based on the novel by Stephen King. A series of unsettling events causes Lisey Landon, played by the always perfect Julian Moore, to face memories of her marriage to her late husband, Scott, played by Clive Owen, that she has deliberately blocked out of her mind. Joan Allen, Dane DeHaan, and Jennifer Jason Leigh round out the cast so you can at least know it's well acted. Over on Netflix, Sweet Tooth, based on the DC comic, premieres. The story tells of a time after the great crumble wrecked havoc on the world and led to the mysterious emergence of hybrid babies born part human, part animal. Unsure if hybrids are the cause or result of the virus, many humans fear and hunt them. After a decade of living safely in a secluded forest home, a sheltered hybrid deer boy named Gus unexpectedly befriends a wandering loner named Jeopard. Together, they set out on an extraordinary adventure across what's left of America in search for answers about Gus's origins, Jeopard's past, and the true meaning of home. But their story is full of unexpected allies and enemies, and Gus quickly learns the lush, dangerous world outside the forest is more complex than he could ever have imagined. And in theaters and HBO Max, the third Conjuring film titled The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, Based on the real-life case of Arnie Cheyenne Johnson and the lives of self-described demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warren, the case starts with a fight for the soul of a young boy, then takes them beyond anything they've ever seen before to mark the first time in U.S. history that a murder suspect would claim demonic possession as a defense. Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga return as the married paranormal investigators. On Saturday, June 5th, it's National Veggie Burger Day. Just don't tell today's birthday boy and owner of Wahlburgers, Mark Wahlberg. Sunday, June 6th, is National Drive-In Movie Day. If you don't have a drive-in nearby, Park in your driveway and watch a double feature in your car starring Birthday Boy's Nightmare on Elm Street's Freddy Krueger, better known as Robert Englund, and Harry Potter nemesis Lucius Malfoy's Jason Isaac. We'll be right back with the meme of the week. Our last bit of news of the week shows that even rich dudes who get paid to hit a ball with a crooked stick can be petty AF. In a leaked PGA interview outtake that went viral this week, pro golfer Brooks Koepka went full Mean Girls glare simply by the presence of arch-rival Bryson DeChambeau. In the clip, Koepka rolls his eyes and curses in disgust as DeChambeau and his caddy walk by. And the meme factory that is the internet went to work. Be it including popular movies into the meme, someone making noise in the quiet place, Emily Blunt's character in A Quiet Place, and in The Quiet Place too, or having your hopes dashed when you hear a cart coming and it's a ranger instead of the drink cart, to the football goat Tom Brady razzing upcoming golfing opponent Aaron Rodgers, the Packers kicking a field goal down seven, Aaron Rodgers. Everyone took a swipe at it, but the thing about petty people is living a good life is the best revenge, or as Bryson DeChambeau put it, it's nice to be living rent-free in your head. And that makes the Brooks-Bryson feud the meme of the week. That concludes this week's Memory Wipe. Please subscribe to the show on YouTube, click the bell icon, and get notified when we have a new show every Monday morning. Look for the audio version of the show on Apple Podcasts and your favorite podcatchers. Follow us on Twitter at Memory Wipe and Instagram at Morning Memory Wipe. And also, you can send your emails to morningmemorywipe at gmail.com. Thanks for watching, and as always, if we didn't talk about it, you don't need to remember it.